Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swam, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, CEO at Finn, and I am joined by Alexis Cozart, a cybersecurity analyst at Edge Networks. Alexis, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Connor? If I were any better, I'd be a twin. And oh, my goodness. <laughs> for, for folks who know me, who are listening or watching, I'm actually a triplet in real life. Uh, I don't know if I have time to explain it on this story, on this podcast, but I actually have a story as to why I say that every time. Uh, but maybe that's for another podcast episode. Oh, terrific. Oh, that's funny. So for folks who don't uh, know you, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What is a cybersecurity analyst as well? Yeah, absolutely. So being a cybersecurity analyst can uh, kind of depend on where you work and your industry and vertical. But I went to school for uh, information technology, administrative management with a specialization in cybersecurity and digital forensics. So I started out after college as a security operations center analyst, uh, triaging security incidents and kind of learning what they mean and learning how to express what they mean. Um, and part of that was actually getting to work with a product that dealt with email security, and it quickly became my special interest. And so I then moved to Edge Networks. Uh, so we are we got our foundations in managed IT, but we are a cyber firm who uh, is growing from small to medium sized businesses and and hopefully beyond. Um, but small businesses definitely have my heart. My uh, Both my parents are small business owners. So I've gotten to see firsthand the challenges that can happen uh, for small and medium-sized businesses. And, uh, you know, as an MSSP, I've gotten to try a couple of different uh, platforms similar to Finn. And I'm very excited to talk today about, about why I'm such a fan. Awesome. So one of the one of the suggested topics that you had for us is that you're never too small for a cyber attack. Can you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that one of the advantages of being part of a larger company even is that there's a bigger surface area. So cybersecurity tends to be more top of mind um, and there tends to be a more established cybersecurity culture. But as a small business, uh, your world really tends to be exactly what you're doing. So if you don't have someone taking the time to educate you on what cybersecurity is and the dangers of things like phishing and you know impersonation, it's unlikely that that's going to be a top priority um, or something that crosses your mind because it does take quite a bit of time to learn um, that information just going out and doing it by yourself. So a person... A company size of one is not too small to fall victim to a phishing attack, unfortunately. Um, And especially with, you know, a variety of vendors or customers, providers that you tend to lean on as a small business, um, that just increases your chances of, you know, that increases your attack surface for vendor impersonation fraud um, or just other spoofing and and malicious emails. So 
I guess you have anecdotal experience knowing some small business owners. Uh, do your parents have cybersecurity expertise in them other than you? I, I guess you're probably the person they ask, like, is this phishing? Hey, is this legitimate? Uh, do I actually, like, am I in trouble? What's going on? But do they have their own cybersecurity expertise? They don't, no. So um, my dad is a musician, and so he teaches music lessons. And um, he tends to be pretty cyber smart, but he doesn't have cyber expertise of his own. And uh, my mom also owns a small law firm. And so she tends to get, you know, it's easy to make enemies in that kind of profession. And so um, unfortunately, and I mean, we could go into industry, but um, a lot of law firms tend to be small businesses. And so a lot of them tend to fall victim to things like phishing attacks, which then, you know, if there's a business email compromise, then that gets sent around to all the other small businesses. Um, so no, they don't have their own cybersecurity expertise. And so I've really learned a lot through getting to help them uh, and be that kind of guiding voice and, and uh, assurance check. Awesome. That makes a ton of sense. Why do you think SMB small businesses are such big security risks or even though they're a you know, much smaller when compared to companies that employ thousands and thousands of people. Why is there still a risk of security incidents? Oh, I mean, there's a hundred reasons. I think kind of the biggest reason they're targeted is because, you know, it's often correctly assumed that they don't have the time, finances, resources to uh, have their cybersecurity program set up. They don't have their stock set up. Uh, they don't have someone who's dedicated to sit there monitoring and, you know, looking for phishing emails, making sure that, you know, SPF, DKIM, DMARC are set up to prevent them from getting in. Um, <clears throat> so I really think that a lot of it is because it's often correctly assumed that they uh, have more vulnerabilities. But I think another reason that there's such risks is, again, because of that lack of an established cybersecurity culture, it's likely not a priority. Um, and unfortunately, it usually doesn't become a priority until it's too late. They might not have the resources to go out and buy, you know, an endpoint detection and response tool or um, have someone logging their multiple different data sources. They probably don't have the time to have that visibility. So I think that um, SMBs, I'm really excited to see how the space will grow in the next few years as far as uh, cybersecurity awareness and, you know, I love helping SMBs figure out what they can do um, to best protect themselves. And at the forefront of that is the human element, is knowing how to recognize uh, potential attacks, especially email attacks. I always say that uh, MS, uh, not MSBs, small businesses, they are experts in their area, right? So if your dad's a yes. musician and your mom's a lawyer, it's like, okay, you could trust them to be a lawyer and you could trust your dad to be a musician. I don't know what instruments he teaches, but... Um, you wouldn't ask them about cybersecurity advice. And so they become experts in these domains, but they're running a business, which means they right. need to have some amount of cybersecurity expertise in a, in a world where everything's done online. Even your, I'm just looking into my kitchen, even your fridge or your ice machine are connected to the internet in some way, shape or form, which represents risk in some cases. Uh, however, small businesses n normally don't even have enough understanding, small business owners of cybersecurity to make that hire correctly or know that they have that problem. That's not even before we get to, or well, how expensive is cybersecurity talent? Because oh, yeah. do you like, 
you can't just hire one cybersecurity person and say, we're covered completely in cybersecurity. There's so many domains that you really need a host of expertise. Yeah, so I've had the the fortune of being a generalist for the last year and a half of my career, at least. Um, I once had a really fantastic boss ask, you know, what is the breadth of your knowledge? So um, if someone came to you and said, do you know how to set up my cybersecurity program for me? Uh, would you know? And at the time it was no. Um, so, you know, it really is such a, there are so many domains of cybersecurity to, to focus on and worry about. Um, but, you know, as you're talking about your kitchen, your fridge, and, you know, they are the experts in what they do. Um, one of our unofficial mottos is let us worry about the cybersecurity and IT so that you can focus on doing what you love to do and what you're amazing at. Um, and so, you know, for example, if you had an appliance break in your house, would you try to fix it? Yeah, you made me look at it. Maybe try to figure out if you could if you could Google it, if you could find the problem. But ultimately, there are specialists that you call and they know about all these different appliances so that you don't have to. Um, and so I think that SMBs, you know, I know it's difficult to allocate a portion of your budget to um, you know, MSP or MSSP cyber firm, but really does make such a big difference. And at the very least, prioritizing uh, user education and awareness. What role do you think MSPs uh, like yours or, or like other MSPs play um, in helping SMBs understand cybersecurity and reducing the risks of an attack? Yeah. So for me personally, I run Finn uh, at our company at Edge Networks. Um, as a cyber firm and I'm SSP. And I mean, we can really, we can go into this at so many different levels, but MSPs and MSSPs have people like me who are generalists who have experience in all these different domains of cybersecurity. And we have a team that we employ that we can kind of split time with between multiple companies. So instead of hiring someone full-time who you might not have, you know, enough to do full-time, probably do with cybersecurity. Um, but instead of hiring someone or a team to work full time, uh, you know, MSSPs and, and cyber firms are so beneficial in the sense that you don't have to hire them full time. You get all of their expertise. You get all of the tools that they employ for a very small fraction of the cost. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's the main thing. But as the person who runs Finna Edge Networks, I personally go through and I love to select each training for each month. We do a monthly training and it's so um, effective because the videos are only about four to five minutes long, the ones that we use. And so we are giving them once a month, sit down, drink your coffee, have a snack um, and just watch this video and kind of confirm that you've, that you've watched it. And so we can select, you know, don't go on YouTube and watch, you know, two-hour videos on everything you need to know about cybersecurity. And maybe maybe you do get helpful information, but, but that's a lot more time than SMBs tend to have. So having that four or five-minute video that someone has hand-selected as, hey, this is what's really relevant right now, um, you know, selected with care and with love. Let's say you have a brand new client um, who's looking for some help understanding cybersecurity. What are some of the conversations you're having with their leadership around like I, a lot of what I talk about with our partners is they are having to coach a lot of this into their clients as a result of it. You know, speaking frankly, cybersecurity is like this black hole of information for everyone that's not in it. They're like, it's this 
super scary word with so many syllables. I have no idea what's going on. How do you break that barrier down? How do you help them understand that, hey, it's going to be okay and here's why? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important to emphasize the criticality without using fear, uncertainty, and doubt, also known as FUD. Um, I typically try to start the conversation with asking them some questions, not a hundred, but just try to get a sense of where they're at with their cybersecurity maturity and what they have going for them so far. And even asking those questions tends to kind of open their eyes to I don't know, or we don't have something for that. Um, Some of those things are usually an endpoint detection and response tool, um, antivirus, uh, security awareness training really is just so critical. Um, Do you have any policies in place? Um, You know, do you have, do you do risk assessments on your vendors? These are some of the things that I tend to start asking uh, just at a very high level to try to understand what they have going for them and and I really do find that that kind of opens their eyes to the gaps that they already have. Um, we also like to align clients to some baseline controls uh, for things like CIS or NIST CSF to kind of get them to start thinking about those, you know, baseline controls that can really help them uh, build things out and at least understand where their gaps lie, even if they aren't quite out of place to fill them yet. And I guess one last question I would have is what do you find the biggest uh, what is the biggest gap in understanding that you see in SMBs and, and mid-sized companies that you're helping fill today or being like a, an educational resource for right now? That's such a great question. I think a lot of the challenge is that people don't have a solid understanding of, you know, cybersecurity, as we we're talking about earlier, is such a broad topic. And so if we if we have to pick which videos to use to educate them, they are learning things a piece at a time. And so what is the balance between enough training to be effective, but not so much training that they dread it and don't want to do it? Um, How do we keep people engaged and not kind of give them busy work? Um, So I think a lot of it is trying to find that balance between why should we care and, you know, outline those expectations. Here's some examples of what to report to your cybersecurity team. You know, please let us know if you're about to travel. Um, just outlining things like that, that they may say, oh, well, you know, that was, that was kind of weird when I clicked on that link, but I'm not really sure. I think outlining some of those expectations for reporting and, you know, knowing what to look out for um, is probably the most important thing. Uh, I always make sure to have some honest conversations with our partners about a quote that I love that I did not come up with and I still don't know who came up with it is you're not too small to get hacked or too small to make the news. So yes. Yeah. Cyber yes, crime. That's an excellent point. <laughs> cyber crime is it's at main street America. It's at the small yeah. business. zone. it's, there are, um, I'm air quoting for those of you who are just listening, legitimate companies set up in, in nations around the world whose whole sole purpose is to steal money from, uh, I'm in the U S so U S um, businesses and U.S. organizations, but I'm sure they target uh, tons and tons and tons of other people around the world. And so this mindset that a lot of people have, because again, cybersecurity is this super obscure topic that they don't know a ton about, um, but uh, finding a way to approach them and say, hey, it's like, you know, if this isn't Main Street America, this is something that you need to worry about. Uh, You're just too small to make the news, but here's, you know, stats from the FBI. Here's Verizon's data breach and investigation report. Let's talk about these huge organizations that collate tons of information 
yeah. to uh, on businesses just like yours that end up having to pay ransoms, having to pay huge sums of money to just understand if there was a breach or not a breach or, you know, sometimes go under. So, yeah, you know, I think one last point I want to bring up there, uh, speaking of that is it is also so important to encourage open communication. Um, and so obviously that's easier when you have an MSSP to verify like, hey, you know, we fell victim to a phishing attack. Here's what we did to remediate it. Here's what we did to improve going forward. It's easier when you have that backing, but it's so critical. I actually spoke at an industry expo about a year ago and I was talking about vendor impersonation fraud. And, you know, I asked, has anyone had experience with this? And one person very bravely raised their hand and then everybody opened up. So I think becoming part of something like, you know, an ISAC uh, information sharing um, can also be so helpful to stay on top of what trends are hitting businesses just like yours and share that information so that people know what they're looking at when it happens to them. I think that is some wonderful advice for folks who wanted to connect with you or connect with Edge Networks. How would you suggest they do that? Yeah, absolutely. We have um, a few different resources. Uh, We have our website um but we are also very active on linkedin so um i'd say that's probably the best place to get a taste of some of the content that we like to put out there uh so our linkedin uh is just at edge networks awesome uh for everyone watching and listening today we'll have links to all that in the show notes so you can connect and reach out to edge networks if you'd like Uh, alexis thanks so so much for joining me today it was a wonderful conversation and i can't wait to have you on for another episode absolutely thank you so much connor Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.